0: Today I want to talk about a topic that is very dear to my heart because I see at times clients struggle so much with being in denial about it. No matter how much I or their friends and families are trying to convince them, hey, something is not okay, you really should look at that. They are just putting their blinders on head first saying, no, you have no idea what you're talking about, this is my life, I'm gonna make my decisions. And unfortunately, they are digging themselves more and more into a hole that often ends up in complete depression, anxiety, low self-esteem. Welcome to Get Real with me, Dr. Friedman. If you want to live with greater purpose, authenticity, and empowerment, This is your time to upgrade your belief systems, unlock your true potential and discover the endless possibilities of you becoming the creator of your life. What I'm talking about is the question that you may want to ask yourself, and maybe you did, but you haven't really been willing to go further or explore it, which is, Are you in an abusive relationship? And if so, are you in denial about it because you really don't want to address that issue? See, being in an abusive relationship may be a taboo because it makes you feel like you made a mistake. You may feel like, well, maybe I'm just making it up. Or it makes you feel like a victim. And who likes to be a victim, especially a victim of the person that you're supposed to be in a loving, supportive connection with? So there is a lot of confusion and inner conflict about even thinking that you are abused that makes you rather avoid it and go day to day, trying to keep the peace, trying to somehow make it better rather than really saying, hey, this is not okay," So today, I want to simply talk about what are the signs that you may be in an abusive relationship. How do you talk yourself constantly out of addressing the issue? And if you actually will finally say, yes, I need to really admit to myself, this is an abusive relationship, what can you do to deal with it? starting with an abusive relationship is not usually what happens most people start pretty happy you know that's how we connect there is love there is romance there is passion there is chemistry all the good stuff but at some point you come down from cloud nine and reality sinks in and maybe behavior changes now most of us probably would agree that physical abuse is something that's cut and dry, not acceptable. Let's get out of here. But even there, when people are victims of physical abuse, more often than none, they simply accept it. Now oh, it's an outlier, or it only happens when this and this goes wrong. The stress, or the environment, or it's Friday evening, And the threshold of acceptable gets just pushed further and further out, just like the frog in the slowly boiling water. You know, people don't jump out necessarily just because. And so unfortunately, that abuse continues. And what it does to a person, which is a complete undermining of self-worth and confidence, erodes even the strength to eventually leave the relationship. I have seen so many people that left only when the physical abuse was transferred to the children, especially women. Then when it was about somebody else, when it was about the mother instinct protecting the little ones, finally the line in the sand was drawn. But before, for the sake of the children, often it was okay to just be that punching bag for a raging man because it's still better than starting on your own. Now, emotional abuse is even more confusing and insidious because it's not often very clear when does the abuse actually start. Now, as a rule of thumb, I would suggest that you know that you're abused when you're continuously feeling disrespected, unsafe, and controlled. And when that is something of a normal for you now to walk on eggshells, to always wonder if you are going into a battlefield, if you get yelled at out of the blue, if you feel that more and more there is the sense that everything is circling around that person, your whole thinking, how you act, what you're doing, what you're allowed to do, there are very high chances that you are. In an abusive relationship, but it may have started really slowly. Maybe just like you know, sugar-coated criticism, sarcasm, some snide remarks that are undercutting and and hurtful. And at the beginning, it's confusing. You know, you the beginning of the relationship, you got uh, compliments and roses, and all of a sudden, I'd say you look in the mirror and want to just you know appear pretty. And then you hear this, well, I think you're really vain. You spend way too much time looking at yourself. Or you have this great idea of starting a, an Instagram account and uh, your partner says, you're too old. You're not hot enough. No one is interested in what you have to say. And you say, why do you say that? Well, what's, you know, what's in your mind? And your partner just uh, responds, well, I'm just honest. I don't want to set you up for disappointment, this is not here to hurt you, I just like to be authentic. And this happens more and more, and you notice that you become more and more insecure, not really sure how to deal with it, because it's so out of what you would do to them. You may also notice that there is a greater disregarding of your boundaries, let's say you live together. But somehow, you have no space for yourself. Everything that you do can be interrupted by a question or by some kind of, hey, I want your attention. When you meditate, when you read a book, when you call someone, there is always your partner somehow you know, barging in. And you cannot say no. You also notice that there is a greater sense of neediness. You know, Let's say you want to see your friends. You have been doing this for years, once a week, or your parents on the weekend, and, and your partner gets more and more upset about it. Why do you have to spend so much time with other people? Am I not enough? Shouldn't we spend all the time together? Isn't that what love is about? I wanna spend time with you. You are the most important person in my life. Why should I not be that for you? So it's a mixture of shaming and guilt tripping that makes you once again somehow wonder if you do something wrong if you really are not capable of loving enough if you shouldn't just give more to the relationship after all it's fairly new you have seen your parents for so many years and you make concessions you make compromises and eventually you give in you just see your friends only once a month or maybe just resort to calling them instead of seeing them your parents you know just become an affair for the holidays and you focus more and more your energy on your loved one, the person that seems to be so interested in you. You give up on your hobbies. You feel even like, no, I shouldn't spend so much time on my career. That's really selfish. I should rather focus on the hobbies that they wanna do and, and maybe work less because, you know, it's something that's more important to really, really deepen that relationship. What you notice also is a greater neediness, a neediness that requires your attention. It's a, you know, there is a constant anxiety, hurt or, or, you know, sadness in your partner. And it requires you to really put all your energy into it. And you tell yourself, oh, it's just the inner child that really is very sad. And I wanna make sure that this inner child is taken care of. And, you know, your emotions, your needs are kind of pushed aside because there is just this really big energy of, I want you to save me that pulls you in. Maybe just because you already have been always someone who is a helper or a pleaser. And so it comes natural to you. Once you are at that stage where you're feeling your energy, your power, your time goes more and more to that person, the next step can be that you're trying to assert yourself. You're trying to say, you know what? I think I'm not totally equally matched here. I'm not receiving enough back. I'm giving more. And you're you're called, well, you're way too selfish or way too sensitive or you're really egoistic. And so you're basically, when you are expressing what you feel, met with criticism and ultimately a shutdown. You're not supposed to feel this way. This is not what is right. You are crazy. And as a result of that pushing back from your partner, There is also the withdrawing of love, attention, storming out of the house. I don't wanna talk to you, you have upset me and you feel punished. You feel like a child who has upset the parent and the parent just sends you up to the room or the parent says, you know, don't come near me. You have done something wrong and this withholding of love feels so painful to you because you probably have been suffering from it many times. So now you're really unsure on how to be. And on top of it, there is this you know, constant sense of Jekyll and Hyde, where you come home in a good mood, hoping to have a great evening together. And you just already feel like, wow, there is Mr. Hyde, this really brooding person who is upset for whatever reason and you are the lightning rod or you are the one who has to listen to whatever happened horrible at work or with uh you know in the outside world and and basically the whole evening is all about that or you get yelled at out of the blue something that you didn't even do maybe the cat was too loud or maybe the beer was not cold enough or whatever this is and then you feel again, that something, someone is attacking you, and you are experiencing a mixture of anxiety, shame, guilt, but also a frustration that never can really be fully expressed. So you're literally imploding internally. And that just continues like that. And what happens is when you are deprived of your normal support system with your friends and family, when you don't really feel that you are proud of yourself, because you're having, you know, put energy into the career and get some positive affirmation confidence back from that, or you're spending time on a hobby that you love that really uplifts you when more and more of your time and energy is about pleasing and appeasing your partner. When your sense of self is all dependent on whether they are really happy with you, in a good mood, maybe sharing love with you, or whether they're in a bad mood, critical, withholding, you know, just again, in a passive aggressive way, you have been in an abusive relationship that is encompassing now pretty much 80 to 90% of your life. And you would wonder, wow, this is like an imprisonment, I'm trapped. This feels horrible. This feels dependent. This feels just, you know, as something like that suffocating and, you know, pulling life out of you. Why are you not immediately saying run? I'm going to get out of here. I can't live like this any minute longer. Why? because you're making excuses. And you're making excuses and living in denial for two reasons. One is that you are maybe afraid of if you really would leave, that you would have to start from scratch, that you're basically facing a huge waste of time, that you made a mistake, and that you're going to be single again everyone going to look at you and says oh poor thing and you have failed big mistake so you're saying no i cannot do this to myself and maybe you're also afraid of if you would dare to leave that you would get punished for it and that that anger that you already feel and sometimes also maybe the violence that has been there Gets even worse. So you stay out of that. I need to make this happen because A, maybe it's safer, and B, it certainly is also for me. Maybe something that I, uh, you know, owe to myself because I've put already already so much energy and time into this. So you're making excuses, and those excuses can be something like it's your fault. You're you're just not loving enough. You're not attentive enough. There is this broken little part inside of your partner that just needs nourishing, that needs attention, that needs love, and then everything's going to be fine. Because you're telling yourself, when it's good, it's really good. No one ever loved you as much as this person. No one ever understood you as much. And you do love each other. and You have such a over the charts energy, it's just so amazing. And the chemistry, never had it before. But of course, you're ignoring in your denial that this really good part of your relationship only happens 10% of the time. And then there are these 80% of the time where it's pretty much like walking in eggshells and then 10 and maybe even more percent of the time It's a war. It's a a sense of completely disaster, chaos, and everything that comes with it. But you also tell yourself there is always hope. And maybe you heard in inspirational talks or in self-help books that love should conquer everything. And if you really love someone, you're sticking with that person until that person is whole and complete. And that's what the duty of love is all about, and maybe you're buying into the story that you're just too sensitive, that you really have, uh, you know, a problem with uh, f- taking everything personally, and you shouldn't. You should just, you know, keep that as something that is your issue to work on. And once you work on yourself, everything gonna be much much easier. So you can see that this denial, even the denial of when people tell you clearly, you know, this looks to me like a textbook abusive uh, relationship, the denial that says, then you don't know because you're not living with us. Don't tell me what to do. I know that person better than anyone, and we're just in this together against the rest of the world. That denial unfortunately, prolongs the pain that you're in for potentially indefinite, until maybe one day there is the moment where uh, the straw breaks the camel's back, which can be, unfortunately, physical violence or a form of abuse that you feel like is no longer acceptable. But until then, you give your partner a second, a third, a hundredth chance, because somehow, You cannot really find a way out. Now, what is the way out? The way out is not necessarily saying, you know, I'm out of here. I'm packing my suitcases. Hasta la vista. The way out may be for you to start looking at yourself and finding yourself again. Really asking yourself, how did I let this happen to me? What does it say about how I'm relating to myself? In everything that is happening to you, you can ask yourself, do I treat myself the same way? Am I disrespectful to myself? Am I very conditional to myself and basically very rarely saying anything nice to myself? Am I having high expectations and give very little back to myself? What about my boundaries? Do I even have boundaries with myself? Or do I let everyone simply waltz over them? And when was the last time I was really kind? When was the last time I put myself first? When was the last time I listened to my body, to my heart, to my mind? See, a lot of people that are in abusive relationships don't only feel worse about themselves. They also treat themselves worse. They let themselves go. I just talked the other day to someone who has been since about six months in sweatpants, has gained 30, 40 pounds, has a horrible haircut and just feels in general really, really low, has no motivation to eat right, to go to the gym, to do anything that brings joy because she's so beaten down by that relationship. And of course, the worst you feel about yourself, the less motivation, energy, or even power you have to push against that person who wants to control you and wants to put you down, let alone have the strength to say, I'm going to leave and start something new. So it's about starting to rebuild that relationship with yourself, with simple things. Once a client told me the first step for her to find herself again was, to have breakfast and then take a shower and then just get out of the utilitarian clothes and wear something that she actually liked. And just doing this little routine, breakfast, shower, closing that made her feel more connected to herself. And as she focused on herself and could a little bit tune out that uh, abusive person, she also found like that, wow, I actually do find a way back to how I used to be before I was in this relationship. And so then you discover maybe, hey, I have needs that I completely ignored. Maybe the need to go and, you know, get some exercise again, reach out to a friend again, just connect to the parents again, maybe do things that, you know, are about your work that you have completely ignored. In other words, gradually starting to put yourself first. And for that, have an image in your mind who you used to be and who you wanna be again, because you don't have to be constantly under the shadow of the person who ultimately wants to own you and possess you, but doesn't really wanna support you or uplift you. People that are abusive, are often very empty inside. They struggle. There's a lot of pain, there's a lot of lack of self-worth, but they do unfortunately use the relationship to gain a sense of control, a sense of belonging by force, by squeezing whatever the person that they're with has to offer out of them until they are so small, so little that they can never leave. And the abuser's fear of abandonment or fear of being alone is this way put at ease because they know this person is under my thumb and will never have the strength to get away. And once you find yourself more, the abuser will just challenge you and will push you and will start again criticizing you and tell you all the things that deep inside you know are not true. You're not vain. You're not selfish when you take care of yourself. You're not unloving. You do have the capacity to love. And you showed it over and over again because you were over and over giving this person another chance. You were fighting for the relationship. You were giving so much compassion, understanding, energy into it. And it still was never enough. So if there is one thing you have proven to yourself is that you're capable of committing and dedicating your time and your heart to a relationship. But you also know that it is about receiving back and you haven't. And therefore, in order for you to make a stand and say, my relationship to myself has been betrayed, I have abandoned myself by being so focused on somebody else and so in denial about how I feel and what I need, that I need to heal that relationship with myself first and then go from there. So once you feel better about yourself gradually, you will also have more strength and more sense of self to put down boundaries. No is a full sentence. Saying this is not okay. If you do this again, I don't know that I can do this. Having really just different levels of boundaries to establish, again, a sense of self-respect. Now, maybe your partner will respect you for that. And maybe this will actually make your partner wake up and realize, wow, maybe I need to shape up. Maybe I need to do something about my state of mind. And You know, quite often it can actually happen that this, you respecting yourself, you waking up to your own self-worth can be the catalyst for your partner all of a sudden to say, you know, I can actually see what an amazing person I'm with. I need to do something to get help and to heal whatever is really troubled and broken inside of me. But it's not a guarantee. And it's not something that you would say, well, that's a reason why I need to find myself again. It's just maybe an effect, but it may not be something that will be enough for the person to really feel it's time to change. Very often there will be more blame, there will be more judgment, and maybe even more pushing back. So don't engage don't go into the conflict don't try to make the person even understand where you're coming from because you will not make that happen you simply need to sometimes simply walk away or uh, say you know that this is something that can happen maybe one more time but then you are taking a break and really sticking with it and being in a place where you understand that you cannot fix them, you cannot heal them, you cannot make them better, you cannot even be in control for their emotions because you have tried and what you have found out is no one is responsible for another person's feelings. And that's really important. If you feel you are responsible for your partner to be at ease or feel good, you are taking away too much on. Everyone is responsible for their own emotions. And therefore, when your partner is constantly stressed, needy, angry, insecure, it is your partner's responsibility to understand what are the beliefs underneath that? What are the wounds that I'm carrying around? What are the patterns that get me there? And it's not yours to be their therapist or the person who needs to heal them from maybe past relationship issues or childhood issues, you're also not to blame. If someone doesn't wanna change, if someone finds that what you have to offer is not enough, if someone doesn't really see that your love and the time that you're spending with that person is sacred, it's a gift, it's an offering, it's you being willing to share yourself, if that is not enough, you're not to blame if it's not working out. And no matter how much guilt tripping happens, you need to remind yourself, I am enough, and I'm doing my best. And I'm certainly not questioning my ability to love. I'm not questioning that my love is not enough. Maybe it's not a good match. Maybe we're just not meant to be together. Maybe this was all happening just for me to be more clear of what I deserve, what I want and what I'm made of and to find my power back so that something like this will never happen again. And there will be a point where you realize I need to let go, I need to detach, I need to have a way to find the freedom again as that what I really cherishing, that independence, that sense of I am my own person and I am a choice again, and not just having a warm body next so that we can say we have a belonging or we have a sense of being in a partnership. Because as we all know, we can be in a relationship and feel more alone than when we are on our own. See, I grew up with parents that were ultimately in abusive relationship with each other it was mainly my father who was angry and at times violent but my mother didn't help either because she could also be passive aggressive and and together they were codependent and i really wanted as a child to somehow make it all better and help them and At times, even fix the relationship by being this constant uh, intermediary, the mediator between them, going back and forth, trying to make them understand each other. And yes, they stayed together. But when I was 18 years old and my mother for a short time left with us because it really was too much for her, I was so happy. I felt like, my goodness, finally both have that ability and that freedom to start new and to have a peace of mind and just finally don't go through these motions of constant hurting and undermining each other's sense of self. But my mother didn't have the strength. My father came back and was begging to you know, reconcile, and and so that what happened. The relationship didn't necessarily improve. Maybe it did once we, the children, left home and they died, still married together. But deep inside for both of them, I really wished they had experienced more joy, more happiness and more a sense of connection and support and intimacy than they allowed each other to have. Abusive relationships are not meant to stay together. Maybe they are these, you know, again, catalytic connections that somehow help us to get on the right path. But they're not something that usually work out unless both are really, really working hard on taking responsibility and ultimately finding their own uh, wholeness, not from a place of codependency or need but from a place of desire to be the best version of themselves for themselves and then secondarily for each other. So if you have been finding yourself in an abusive relationship, and if anything of what I just talked about resonates with you, ask for help, reach out, try to get the support that you need and remember the worst abandonment you can experience is the abandonment from yourself you already have done that by putting so much more focus on your partner than in yourself so your responsibility is now not to make that relationship with the other person work but to reconnect with yourself so that you can feel again what is right for you that you can trust and believe in yourself again that you can find love for yourself again. Because with that clarity and that groundedness, you will also know what's next for you in that relationship with your partner.